already friends family new people welcome this is live from the sticks an episode and uh you know just a good old podcast with two good old boys i'm one of your hosts stevie j steven and our other host is here with me hey guys i'm gabe (laughs) 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 so just as a quick little background i've done one very 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 small podcast before and gabe and i we met what three years ago i think it was three years ago yeah three years ago okay and uh physics was it two or one it was two it was physics two physics two yeah good old nc state yeah but (laughs) (laughs) so yes sir and uh ever since then i don't think we have uh had a day where sports were not discussed that is correct uh, whether it be through text or through playing Fortnite games or COD games or something. Yes. Sports always. have been discussed every day. So we decided why not record them. So if you love it, we'll be back. If not, yep. don't come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that. <laughs> so uh, to kind of get us started today, first episode, we're going to cover three different things. We'll tell you what we're covering as we're going along. But to start out, uh, you know, just a couple months ago, it happened, what, April? I think it happens. Yeah, it's April. April, NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, both Gabe and I's team. Steven is a uh, – he's native Atlanta fan, but really a bigger fan of the Niners. Gabe, uh, Gabe's a Jets fan, so, you know, he really needs some love in the draft. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's we- the best time of year for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not the season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Well, you know, we'll, we'll discuss y'all's draft or, you know, the Jets draft in a second. But I, I think y'all have, have reason to potentially turn things around. So we're just going to kind of go over what we thought about the draft in order of teams alphabetically. So starting with the Cardinals, what would you think, Gabe? All right. So what I have for the Cardinals is, you know, they had some decent picks. I'm going to I'm going to have to pull this up really quick. I've, I've got it in my notes. No worries. But, you want me to? I can I can name them off. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. So <clears throat> I'm just using PFF. If no one has ever used it, awesome website. Um, we're both we're both engineering nerds. So any stat website, you know, we love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so I actually didn't know the Cardinals didn't have a single first round pick, which that's kind of surprising. Yes. But what interested me is that okay, I'll go through all their picks position wise. Um, right. And then if you want the names, I can tell you. So they picked in round two, a tight end. Round three, they picked two edges. Round And then they didn't have another pick till round six, which they picked a running back and a guard. And then round seven, they picked a cornerback, an edge, and a guard. Yeah, so one of the things that really did surprise me about the Cardinals um, not going uh, offensive line early on in the draft, I mean – Okay, so they've got Rodney Hudson at center, who's mm-hmm. – I mean, he's got name value, but he didn't exactly have a great season last year. He's yep. 33 years old. Um, Kelvin Beecham is a good pass blocker at right tackle, but he's not very good in the run game. Not that they run the ball that often, but mm-hmm. offensive line has been kind of an issue for them. I mean, ever since, you know, the when the Cardinals had Josh Rosen, it was a big problem. But, I mean, Kyler's kind of mobile. So, I don't know. That was one of the things that I didn't really – particularly like about this draft but Mm -hmm. i do like trey mcbride the tight end that they took i thought he was the best tight end in the draft Um, you know cameron thomas is a solid edge rusher not somebody that you're going to plug in and then 
going to expect to get 10 sacks out of. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, he he's a solid player, and they did need to address the defense. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I mean, it's probably like a B, B draft that's, for me, honestly. That's funny. So, PFF gave it a B minus, and I was about to say, do you agree with that? And I kind of I kind of feel the same way. I mean, if you look at the Cardinals team, the obvious thing they needed to address was the defense. I mean, clearly yeah. defensive line, uh, clearly yeah. they needed to address it. I didn't know that they needed three edge rushers. I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, go, go do what you got to do. I, I also agree it's kind of weird that they're taking guards very late. And two guards especially that – I don't watch nearly as much college football as Gabe does. I watch right. a lot of other sports, um, and I just try to keep up with Gabe. <laughs> but, um, but it is kind of weird that, at least in the guard position, I haven't heard of these guys. Like, Lessida yeah. Smith from Virginia Tech, and I yeah. actually have heard of Marquise Hayes. Yeah, I, I knew of Marquise Hayes but as well. It, I, I don't know. I just thought they would have gone for – I knew they weren't going to trade up for anyone because they really have no reason to. They already have a playoff caliber team. Right. But you would think if you're trying to convince – Kyler to stay and in the offseason that he's you know been having with kind of arguing on and off with the team while simultaneously saying he's not arguing with the team you would think that they would try to make picks to keep them together I, I completely agree man I I couldn't agree more it's so, just one of those situations where I would feel like that they would have done a better job of protecting him you know anyway. exactly exactly all right next team in line would be uh one of my teams the Falcons. <laughs> all right, Steven, this is all you, big dog. <laughs> well, Let's not, hear it. <laughs> it's, it's not all me, but okay, so I will say overall, I really like our draft. So kind of going over who we had, I, I'm not going to name the names because really at the end of the day, this is going to be controversial and maybe not controversial, but some people might not agree in episode one. But at the end of the day, you in the draft, like, yes, the names are important. That's why, you know, different game names get picked higher or lower. But as long as you're addressing the positions, like, all these guys are good enough to at some point play. <laughs> like, they should be. Um, so, really, as long as you're not making dumb draft choices and you're drafting the right positions, like, you should be all right. That being said, I think we made dumb draft choices. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in round one, we picked wide receiver Drake London, who – I actually very much like – I like Drake London, but choosing someone number eight, especially a wide receiver number eight, I, unless if, you know, um, you're uh, like Julio Jones type caliber or DK Metcalf, like if you, unless you're just a freak of nature, I, I have a hard time picking you that high. That, that's just personally. Um, but anyways, going into round two, we picked an edge out of Penn State. And a linebacker out of Montana State, Troy Anderson. I actually really like him. He's that dude is a dog. I was happy with those two picks. I was kind of like, eh, I thought we would have addressed quarterback. But then in round three, Desmond Ritter fell all the way to us. So I, I'm not upset about that one at all. There were actually reports this week saying he, uh, which I don't know why people were saying he wasn't going to. They're like, oh, is Desmond Ritter actually going to compete for the quarterback position with Mariota? I'm like, why would he not? <laughs> I mean, he's. They're, right. they're semi-similar uh, quarterbacks, but I actually think right now, confidence-wise, Ritter probably has higher confidence and probably is more accurate in practice. So I'm, I'm curious to see who comes out week one because um, I know preseason they're probably going to start Ritter 
and then have Mario to close out the games and be like, oh, it's because Mario is our starter. It's like, no, no, it's not. We <laughs> And then um, we also picked an edge in round three, a running back in round five out of BYU, which I, I've heard his name before, Tyler Al- Algier, I think it is. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good running back. Exactly. I, I don't know much about him, but I wasn't upset. And then two Georgia boys, which I was happy that we got a guard and a tight end in round six. So, I mean, overall, it wasn't a terrible draft. PFF's giving it an A. I don't think it's an A. Um, just personally, I think we should have gone wide receiver, probably second or third round. But the issue was the wide receivers were going so quick. You kind of just had to take one. Um, but, yeah, I don't – I hope it pans out for us. But it is kind of odd to me that we did not address the offensive line at all. You had any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got some thoughts. So the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons is somebody that I actually believe in despite what he has said about statistics and analytics. Yep. And that's Arthur Smith. Yep. And I like he's, Arthur Smith. He's a good guy. Yeah, I, I think he I think he really knows how to I, I think he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants a quarterback that can understand his system and he wants to be able to run the football, but at the same time he wants to be able to get the uh he, he wants to be able to get the guys that are in the slot and the tight end. He wants to get those guys the ball as well. If if you watch the Titans play when he was offensive coordinator for Tennessee, they ran a lot of play action because they had Derrick Henry. Well, yeah. you know, Cordell Patterson got a ton of fantasy points last year because he was playing in a system where he was pretty much the guy. Yeah. You know, they had Pitts and they had Patterson. And it was yep. like, those are the guys that are going to get the ball. Exactly. So I think them getting London is going to really, I, I think Drake London is going to play very well in that offense. And I, I think the AFC South needs to, it, those those slot corners and those linebackers that are gonna have to cover him, they're gonna have some issues. With he's, a, he's a big dude. You he know? is a big boy. I mean, if it wasn't for the injury he had last year, I I think he was probably gonna go for close to two thousand yards yeah. in college, which is just un, just insane. I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. Personally, he's a little light though, isn't he? He's he's like six. He's like what six three, six four. I think he's six four, like two ten. Okay. I, I think. So yeah, personally. I think, you know, if you're going to be 6'4", a wide receiver, you, I think you need to be more around like 230. But Yeah, I, they, I, they've, got them just, listed, they've got him listed as 6'4", 219. Okay. Okay, yeah. so actually he's not, not that small. But if you could put on, you know, 10 more pounds then. But also I'm uh, – I prefer, you know, just big old boys that are going to tear through people. And that's just not – for these guys nowadays, they, they have no reason to be that big. You can have guys that are 220 benching 450. Like it's just yeah. – they don't need to be big. Right. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. Anyways, all right. But, next one. Yeah. Next team we got up. Uh, this this team was kind of interesting to me because <laughs> they kind of after last season they kind of needed everything because of their injury problems. But I'm, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I don't. Once again, you keep up with it more than I do. But the Ravens. What do you oh, think? okay. I'll, all right. Let me. So. I'll say. I'll say. Uh, and I, I would probably agree with this. PFF gave them an A plus. Yeah, that's absolutely A plus. It, it's a slam dunk. They got the center out of Iowa. That was um, let me see, Linderbaum. Yeah, Tyler Linderbaum. Who there was a lot of Jet fans that were saying they the Jets should take him, you know, in, in the top ten because he had two first round picks. But I was like, I don't know about all that. Yeah, but he's Tyler Linderbaum. First round, but he's not. A yeah, top yeah. Tyler Linderbaum was one of those guys where coming into this past college season, mm-hmm. everybody had pegged in the first round because yep, yep. he's. <laughs> 
he was what they called a generational talent. Now, okay, how valuable is a generational talent at center? Well, I think it's definitely worth a first-round pick, honestly. And then, Mm -hmm. obviously, you had this strong safety out of Notre Dame. That was Kyle Hamilton. Now, I'm a big fan of Kyle Hamilton as well. Again, it was one of those guys where, you know, the Jets were mocked to take in the top ten. It's like, ah. I mean, they tried the whole Jamal Adams thing, you know, picking him in the top ten, and that didn't exactly pan out. But he's yeah, still a great player, and I think Kyle Hamilton's going to be – I think he's going to be a great scheme fit. I think both of them are going to be great scheme fits for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have any other picks left in the whole draft, I'd still probably give them an A. Guys, I mean, they're consensus. They were consensus first round picks by everybody. You know, some people had them in the top 10. So it's kind of hard to argue with picking Hamilton at 14 and then picking Linderbaum. Let's see where. where Yeah, 25. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, Garrett Bradbury out of NC State a few years ago, he wasn't nearly the prospect Linderbaum was. And he went in like, I think, pick 16 or something like that to the Vikings. So. How can you argue with that? Exactly. But yeah, I mean, it, to me, like that's all it would take. And then on top of it, they ended up grabbing. Let me see. I want. They got I'm David ha- Ojabu from Michigan. He's an outstanding edge rusher. They got Travis Jones out of Connecticut, which says DI. I don't. What is that's I, a, that a defensive tackle? Line. Yeah, it's defensive oh, tackle. Okay. It's like interior defensive line. Why did they put a DI? Yeah. That's odd. And then they got. I guess just T was be tackle, right? Daniel yes. Falele. Daniel Falele, yeah. Daniel he's Minnesota. like he's almost like four hundred pounds. Like he's a he's a unit, man. God, yeah, that's they, a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? Oh my gosh! Yeah, the Ravens did an outstanding job, in my opinion. In yeah, this I draft. mean, they, I think it's funny looking at this draft. It's kind of like they just covered everything. You know, they're like, all right, well, after last season. Let's just cover all of our bases <laughs> just in case because yeah. we did not have that happen again. Oh, um, yeah. I was, it always makes me happy when I see a draft like the Ravens, though, and they know they have a star player and they don't draft. Right. Another – like that That pissed me off so much with Green Bay, and I know it pissed off Aaron Rodgers a while back. Uh, I know this uh, is a while ago, but it, why are you drafting a quarterback when you have Aaron Rodgers? Just pick yeah. up a vet at, to be the backup and call it a day. Like you – Especially when you're paying them fifty mil a year, and you know you're going to. I mean, it's just it's just stupid, personally. Yeah, but uh, can't, can't argue with that whatsoever. But it, exactly. you know, on top, but on top of the those guys that you just mentioned, they also got Charlie Kolar and Isaiah Likely, both tight ends that can both. Well, I say both. Likely is really more of a catcher, mm-hmm. but um, Kolar can run block, he can pass block, and he can catch the ball. Likely is a good receiver. I mean, honestly, it's an A plus for me. There's yeah. no way that they, there's no way that they come away from this draft a few years from now mm-hmm. and they say, "Man, I wish we could have had all those picks back." <laughs> yeah, no that's, that's true. I think <laughs> there's one other team that I would agree in this draft had it, and we'll we'll get to them later. That they just absolutely killed the draft. Um, but the next team we got up, the Bills. This was one that I I really didn't notice a lot of their picks personally. But I will say there there were three picks, especially their top three picks that I noticed. Um, their cornerback out of Florida that they picked in the first round, Kair, I guess it's Kair Alam. That dude, mm-hmm. he, he's solid. He for me, I, I can't remember if I've seen anything ridiculous about him. But my favorite pick from them, obviously, just because I watched a lot of Georgia football, mm-hmm. James Cook. That dude's an animal. Getting oh, him yeah. at round two, pick sixty three. That 
that that's going to be a good one for him. And then uh, their third round pick linebacker Terrell Bernard at a Baylor that that'll be a good pickup too. So they've Definitely. got it rated as a B plus. I mean, I'd agree. They addressed the positions that they need. Um, they definitely needed a little bit of help on defense, and that's mostly what they did. I think they got how many offensive players? They got a running back, a wide receiver. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I guess T a tackle. So yeah, they got an offensive tackle. Um, so my own personal view on this. Just bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, bear generally me. speaking, I'm not a big fan of taking running backs early. Oh on. yeah, now, no, we've talked now, about this. <laughs> we've talked about this at length. But for our listeners, you know, for yeah. our listeners, not a big fan of that. However. James Cook is one of those running backs <laughs> where it's like, okay, at what point do we decide to say, the heck with the strategy, get the best player. Yep. This guy's amazing. We're going to yep. grab him. Yep. And at pick 63, kind of hard to say, ah, we don't want a running back. No, I think James Cook is going to really help their run game because that's the that's their biggest flaw with their offense. They've got guys that can run all over the field that are perimeter players. Dawson Knox is a solid tight end. Like, you know, he's probably good for 800 receiving yards this next year. Oh, yeah. The offensive line is pretty solid, but the running game has just not been great. Yeah, but it's just never clicked for some reason. Yeah. And I, I, I don't quite understand why. Um, I mean, but, if you're asking me, it's probably a lack of athleticism out of the backfield. Nothing against the – nothing against Devin Singletary or um, Zach Moss, but, you know, James Cook is going to come over. He's going to be – he he's he's probably going to run for close to a thousand yards this year yeah. behind that offensive line. On top of the fact that they're probably going to do some like option, maybe you know some read options with Allen because Allen's that dude. Yeah, but you know, I, just a freak, and, dude. And I to be honest with you, I love the Elam pick as a DB. I mean, you know, they they needed to respond with the mm-hmm. fact that you know Tyreek Hill is coming over to the Dolphins now. I think I he got traded. I think he got traded to the Dolphins after the draft, if I remember correctly. But I mean, they had to have known that the Dolphins were going to try to address. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. Position. Yeah, everyone knows. So I mean, they didn't have all that cap space for no reason. Exactly. You know, and they, and they also knew that the Chiefs were not about to pay him. I mean, it's for yeah. what for what he was asking. He ended up getting what like thirty mil or something. It was something ridiculous. Where I saw it's, it, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> it, was like, it, was, it was Devontae Adams' money. It yeah. was it was close to that. So oh, it's like I mean. Tyreek Hill is very good, but personally, I was like, it, is his speed making him look better than he is kind of thing? You know, like, I, I mean, that, it that sounds weird to say, but it's one of those. It's like, and I mean, the good thing is he keeps himself very fit, but it's one of those. How long can he actually keep this up? Yeah. Um, but I mean, he does. He does have good hands. He does, you know, he's got solid A hands, maybe A minus. Um, yeah. But it is one of those, I'm like, because he's so open all the time, does that make his hands look better? And because Mahomes can throw it, you know, 120 yards. (laughs) (laughs) This will be a real test, you know, with two. And did you see, and of course, you know, you have to say this in this game, but he said, Tyreek the other day, he said, would you rather, it was in, in, in an interview, and obviously you have to support your new team, but I'm like, all right, come on, man. They said, would you rather be thrown a ball from Mahomes where you just have to go and chase it or be hit right in the chest from Tua. And he said, be hit right in the chest. I'm like, okay, that's a lie. I'm like, I'm like, there's, yeah. there's no way. I'm like, so you're saying, oh yeah, I'd rather, you know, get a 20 yard ball instead of a 60 yard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right, sure. buddy. 
Sure. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that one, I was like, okay, I understand you got to put on for your team, but you know, let's let's be a little realistic here. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think we pretty much covered that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then uh, the next team we got up is is the Panthers. Now, it, it's funny because so PFF gives them an A, which I'd agree with. They had, I mean, they had a pretty good draft. The only thing is, I'm curious about the quarterback situation in Carolina. There's been a lot of rumors recently that they are looking at, at first they were looking to get Jimmy from us, which I personally, I have a love hate relationship with Jimmy. I think he, <laughs> I think he gets a lot of hate, um, yes. but also he just, I just like dual threat quarterbacks. He's just not a dual. I mean, if he gets out of the pocket, you are screwed. That ball yeah. is not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, you can look up the percentages. It, it is just not great when he's running. Um, and if it is, then I don't know how, because you watch a game, there's no way. <laughs> so, <laughs> But so in the first round, they drafted Icky out of, you know, our Wolfpack. And that, I mean, that's a slam dunk pick. Yes. I mean, that, he's, he's going to be a star. That dude pancakes like nobody else. Yes. And then um, they didn't have another pick, which I don't know how. I guess they, they traded for someone and they lost picks. Oh, that was the uh, that was um, the Sam Darnold trade. Um, yeah, they, they yeah, they traded. Sam Darnold. Well, so they, they traded. Yo, robbed them. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the the Panthers, the Panthers traded their second round pick, and I want to say it was a pick swap to go with it for Sam Darnold. Obviously, and the Jets ended up running with their second round pick, and we took that to the crib. Yeah, but, golly, Daddy Joe for the <laughs> win. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Joe Douglas is the GM for the New York Jets. <laughs> 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 he will be yeah. forever known in my world as daddy joe <laughs> yeah and y'all still sold to or uh, sala yeah y'all uh stole sala from us but it's okay i'm fine it's fine <laughs> Definitely. hey race race is not a bad defensive coordinator he's not no he's not no no, no. he's a great defense coordinator. it's just uh, i i would not mind if the 49ers were like you know what race is going to be the the head coach and bye-bye Kyle Shanahan. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not upset. I'll be like, I'm not upset. The overthinking is gone. <laughs> no, no hate on Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a great head coach. He's done great with what we've had. Yes. But he overthinks in, in certain situations. It's like, dude, just ground and pound, ground and pound. That's what our t- the team is built on our running backs. Just ground and pound. Please. We haven't had a, all-star wide receiver and I don't know how long. Please just grab it. <laughs> but it's fine. But anyways, in the third round, they took Matt Corral, which yeah, I they're... really, really, really like Matt Corral. Yes. Watching yes. him play, I can't remember what game it was. Um, I think it was one of the it was one of the uh, was it against Georgia? I don't I don't remember what game it was, but I was watching him play and he got injured in that same game. Um and but before he got – I mean, that dude is just an absolute animal. I think that's a great pick by them. I'm just curious to see what ends up happening with him because there's been a lot of rumors that they were looking at Jimmy. They decided no on Jimmy because Jimmy is on a lot of money. I think he's on like $25 million. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's, you know, that's a big risk to take. And then – but there were also rumors about Baker, and Baker's not on that much yet. I think he's on 20-ish, 18, 20 I think it's 18 and a half. I'm pretty okay. sure. Because him and Darnold are making the same money because neither one of them made a Darnold pro ball. Is, yeah. Darnold is, 
Yeah. Oh, well, it's because they traded. They so they <laughs> so, Panthers, the Panthers traded for him. And then they exercised that fifth year option, thinking that he was going to be the Sam Darnold that I have seen, where he plays like a legitimate quarterback. But then, you know, he's had those games where he throws, you know, five interceptions against the Patriots, and he's seeing ghosts. Yep. I feel so bad for him, man. I, I did too. So he's, he's got all the tools. Something's just, yeah. and it happens. You see it yeah. all the time. It's just not clicking. I, yeah. I think I would love for him to end up like a Nick Foles where he's just going to be a solid, and it's going to happen. I mean, someone's going to keep taking a chance on him because he's got the tools. Yeah. Um, but just a solid, you know, backup option or like a Teddy Bridgewater where, you know, he'll occasionally get the starting role every little bit. But yeah, I think I think he needs to aim more for – more for that for right now and then try to build his way back up to a starting role kind of follow the teddy bridgewater route um sure but i i it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the panthers because i think if they have an opportunity to get somebody like baker and i think part of the reason the browns haven't dealt them is because they're still a little worried about the whole deshaun watson situation where they say they're not i think they are yeah um but if they have an opportunity to get Baker Mayfield and you can get him to sign, you know, pen to paper for less than 25 minutes. I personally think Baker is a good quarterback. I think he's a <laughs> solid starter for 25 mil, especially in nowadays. Like that seems ridiculous. That seems mm-hmm. like a lot of money, but in nowadays quarterback money, I mean, you can't really get a much better quarterback. You know, him and him and Jimmy in terms of pure production are not too far apart. <laughs> so no, no, I, not. Think, I think Baker is a better scrambler, but Jimmy's a little more accurate. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think I think Jimmy's also smarter with the football. I think Baker I, tends, oh, yeah. I think he has a better arm than what he does and yep. that that gets him into trouble at times. Yeah, I think what you know, Jimmy went to as my dad always says, the Tom Brady school of quarterbacks. Um, so, <laughs> so I think I think he reads the game really well, but uh, for quick little side note, for an offensive line as great as we've had. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But part of it's, you know, our wide receivers have just recently finally gotten decent again. And anyways, sure. Carolina Panthers, they gave them an A. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I like I, I like the picks that they made. We'll just okay. leave it at that. We we've okay. kind of sidebarred too much on the Panthers. That's fair. That's fair. All right, the the Bears. The <laughs> Bears. PFM gave them a B minus and Personally, they're giving him a little love. Personally, yeah. I think whoever wrote this must be a Bears fan because <laughs> you look at their picks. No offense, to any of these guys, but it's just like, what's going on here? Man, <laughs> the worst. The worst thing about it for me is they went heavy on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, Bayless Jones, like he's six foot, two hundred and four pounds. That guy's not replacing Allen Robinson. I'm sorry. But, I mean, you know, you're setting up Justin Fields to fail here. Yep. Like, come on. Yeah. I I love Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields could be a great quarterback in this league. Yep. But not when he's going to have no help. No quarterback can be successful without at least a little bit of help. And he ain't getting it. They, they, They went with... Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon, both at the top of the second round, which I think they're both going to be fantastic players. Yep. But don't you think you need some help on offense to help your quarterback? I mean, <laughs> look, look, just look at the Chiefs, okay? The Chiefs don't have the best defense in the world. I think that I think their defense last year was like 19th. I was going to say, yeah. And the whole league. 
but they score points. You look at all the playoff teams, they score points. You you have to build the offense first in today's league. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but that's just how it has to go. And then if Justin Fields gets his ribs cracked again like he did against Clemson two years ago, what do you think is going to happen? His career is going to be toast. Yeah. Ugh. Like, I, I, I honestly love Brisker and Gordon, but, like, for where they were at, like, for where they're at as a team, I think that was gross negligence to take both of those guys. I think that's they just- – they should have followed more the quick to wrap this one up quick. I think they should have followed more the Jets route and just just gone for the line and yeah, clean just that build, up, build the but trenches, build exactly. the trenches. Exactly. All right, next one we got up uh, the Bengals. They got a B plus on this one. I mean, I, I can't really. I, I agree. I think this is a good draft. I would argue it's maybe even an A. I mean, they went very defensive heavy. I think they have one offensive player here, a tackle. Yeah, um, uh, Bolson. He's from North Dakota State. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, but everyone else, I mean, they they don't need any help on offense. I mean, they could score uh, they could score thirty a game if they wanted yeah, to. That's that's absolutely. not their issue. So, absolutely. I mean, I you have anything to say on that? One? I mean, I think it. I think it's pretty self explanatory. They plug. They're trying to plug in holes that they expect to have on defense the next couple of years, and that's exactly what they did. Exactly. So I'm I'm with it. Solid draft. Exactly. All right, next one we got up, the Browns. They've got – PFF's got it rated as a B. You going yay, nay? Uh, it's, it's tough, man. I I have a hard time arguing with any of the picks that Andrew Barry made. Yep. But, I mean, come on. Like, you really expect David Bell to replay to, – to be better than Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Beckham was terrible for the Browns, like, as far as his numbers, like, yeah. as far as what you would expect from Odell. Yep. But, like – He can argue all he wants, but he, he needs to look in the mirror at some point. Yeah. Like, he could have – we expect more from a guy that has that kind of name recognition that's getting paid that kind of money. Yeah. You know, so from that standpoint, I really would have liked to seen them package some picks – and trade up and to get somebody like, you know, get in, try to get into that first round if you can, mm-hmm. because, at, but at the same time, I mean, I, I think they had decided they wanted Watson at that point. So, you know, you need cheap talent and a first round pick is going to command a lot more salary early on. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, I wasn't a big fan. I think, a, I think I'd go with a B minus. That's just me. I, I'm kind of the same way. I, I can't say that any of the picks are particularly bad. No, but none of them are great. I mean, you don't have a pick in the first or second round. I mean, there's yeah. only so much you can do. So right. it's, it's one of those. It's like, I mean, wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a. I mean, but they, the Browns, honestly, they have a solid built team already. There's there's yeah. not much they really need. They underperformed they, last year for the bit yeah. of time. I mean, they, yeah. we'll see if if they fail with Watson's something's going on because there, there's no way. Right. If Watson plays the whole season, there's you know. There's the big, there's bigger issue than talent there. Exactly. That some something in the locker room. Next right. one, America's team, Cowboys. They give them a B plus. What? How do you feel about that one? Man, I, I honestly don't know. I, it's hard to understand where Jerry Jones is coming from. <laughs> uh, they oh went. Goodness, that's probably said every year. that's true but i mean i think this is a classic case of this is why you don't want the owner making your first round pick Mm -hmm. tyler smith i think he's fine but he's not a first round offensive tackle i think he might be like 
a late second, early third kind yeah. of thing. For like, here's the here's the deal. I've looked at a lot of data, and most of it has come out of MIT. There, there's students at MIT that have done a lot of research on, you know, what classifies um, as a hit in the first round when you're drafting a player. And offensive linemen, it's like an 80, 85% hit rate on in the first round. Like those guys generally get a lot of starts, and they generally play well enough to where their careers can last longer than average. I think Tyler Smith might be in the in the group of that fifteen percent. I, I really do. Like I don't really like him to be completely that's honest. That's <laughs> I mean, it's, he's just one of those guys where it's like I didn't see it. You know, yeah. I, I I don't see it. Now the rest of it, again, you know, the late round picks we'll wait and see on. But yeah, here recently Dallas has not done a great job, so yeah. I don't have a whole lot of confidence. That's just me. You're reaching the first round. That's a problem for me. Exactly. Now, I will say their round six pick, the last pick that they had, Devin Harper out of Oklahoma State, the linebacker. I watched a couple Oklahoma State games. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually think that that one might end up being a slight sleeper. I don't think he's going to be anything ridiculous, but he might be a nice secondary option. It'll be He's good. At, he's good in coverage, right? Like he was used a lot as far as like trying to cover like tight ends and stuff. Isn't that how I, I he was used? Believe so. I, I couldn't tell you off. I just remember seeing his name a couple times and hearing it while watching games. Like, oh, okay. Okay, well, that's generally a good. That's generally exactly. a good sign. You know, for, like, for sure. That's exactly. I was like, all right, cool. This this guy might be all right. So that, yeah. But out, out of their other ones, I mean, there's no one that really turns heads, kind of thing. Yeah, so, that's true. We'll see the Broncos. B plus. Mm. Now, I, I feel like for teams like the Broncos or even the Browns, you kind of have to take into account the trades that they made. Um, right. Yes. So they got a B plus draft grade. I mean, I like Greg Dolchich, the tight end out of UCLA. Yep. I don't necessarily know that I like him in the third round over guys like Charlie Kolar and uh, Isaiah Likely, yep. but solid. He's. I think he's going to be a solid player. Um, Nick Benito, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's a great edge rusher out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a slight chance that he could go in the first round, but I mean, you know, he went back back in the second, so I think that's a slam dunk for them. And I remember Demara Mathis, uh, the corner out of Pittsburgh. Yep. He's a great, great defensive back. I mean, okay. I honestly think he could probably come in and compete for a spot. Now, Jeez. with that said. With that said, well, who are the corners for? They've got Patrick Sertan and Ronald Darby. So he's not competing with Sertan. He's competing with Darby. I was going to say, definitely not with Sertan. He's competing with Darby. Yeah. So it's like, okay, can he he be better than a league average corner? Because Darby was the 69th best corner in PFF's grading system last year. So he's a border, Darby's a borderline starter at the position. So, well, that's that's a wait and see. I, I do like. I, I do like those handful of picks, but mm-hmm. you know, it, as it goes with a draft, it's wait and see. Exactly for for a round four, someone like Mathis. I mean, that's that's about what you want. If you can get someone that you that you're saying, especially someone like you who just you know is so involved in stats that they're saying like, oh, he might compete with a league average corner. You cannot ask for much more than that. No, not so, at all. B plus, I'd I'd have to agree. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's it's, definitely it's one fair. Of the, it's fair. So. Next one up. Okay, this is – I lied. When I said earlier there were only two teams that had a slam dunk, three. <laughs> <laughs> the Lions. I personally think 
they killed this draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They got everybody they needed. The Lions, if if you watch the slightest bit of football and you watch the slightest bit of the Lions last year, you can see that, one, I was very happy they didn't fire their coach. I can't remember what that um, – Dan Campbell. Dan, Dan Campbell. Campbell. I was very happy they didn't fire him because he really helped them a lot. Like, I know their record does not show it, but they should have beat us, the Niners. And I'm sure there are some Niners fans that's like, no, we should. No, they should have beat us. We, <laughs> we, they gave that game to us. And they should have probably had like six wins. There were a couple games they only lost by, I think, less than a touchdown. I mean, it was. They played some close games. They exactly. played some really close games. So when you're picking up Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, that arguably. That's not arguably for me. He was the best player in the draft. It's, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> you got Aiden Hutchinson, which. You didn't even get it the first pick. So yeah. you're already saving like, you know, 1.5 mil by yeah. not picking him first. You get right. Aiden Hutchinson first, or first for y'all, so second overall. Yeah. And then 12th overall, you're getting Jameson Williams, which I personally think is an absolute animal. Yes. I, I mean, you – oh, dude, I bet Goff has got to be so excited right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah. the, and then the rest of their picks are awesome too. I mean, you got Josh – Pascal. Pascal. Pat, is it Pascal? I don't see his name. I, I think it's – uh, I'm not sure. Sorry, Josh. We're not exactly. Exactly. Josh from Kentucky. <laughs> You're a dog. You're a dog. You're, a dog. Yeah. You're that guy. <laughs> no, but the, the rest of their picks, I mean, I don't have to name them, um, but they really focus mainly on defense, which is what they need. I mean, their offense was – if like, you watch it, it was, it was pretty solid. Like, they were putting up decent – points a game it's just they could not hold anything back i mean and, you know this is one of the this is one of those situations where you know how i said earlier you got to build the offense first I, mm-hmm. i'm going to make an exception and this is the exception because yeah. you're not really building this team around jared goff like no don't get me wrong i i think jared is a fine quarterback but you know for me i'm building up this defense now so you can build some continuity be competitive yep. so then you can pull the trigger on a quarterback this draft because yeah. this upcoming draft, they're probably going to draft a quarterback. Oh, yeah. well, like, Unless Goff just goes off, which, you know, we'll see. Exactly. Which, you know, I hope for Goff he does, but I personally don't see it. But when okay. you say – when you have an opportunity like this draft to build up your defense really well, and realistically – sorry, Lions – you're probably still only going to win like three, four games. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, you'll probably still have one of the top picks – and you can go and get Bryce Young. I think they're probably so excited. This is an A plus, not just for this year, but for but probably for the next three years. Like yeah. it's it's gonna be this, this is gonna the, be a great draft for them. Yeah, this this is a coach, this is a coach GM defining draft. Like exactly. You you hit you hit the nail on the head. Yep. So I would be sh- I hope they give Dan Campbell at least and you know it's not the nature of the league, but I hope they give him at least three years because that really he needs like five. That team needs some, <laughs> yeah. needs some more. But oh yes. We'll, we'll see. Now this <laughs> this draft, I'm curious what they rate it. Oh wow, I think that's being a little generous. Next up, the Packers. PFF gives them a B plus. Uh what do you what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Personally, I love Christian Watson. Yep. Uh I mean, you know, you know me better than most people, especially when it comes to you know my opinions on players. Mm-hmm. I'm a big athleticism guy, and yep. Christian Watson had like the fourth best RAS score, which is the relative athletic score at the combine. Mm-hmm. He ran like a four three three forty. He's six foot four, two hundred eight pounds. He had, I think, one of the best uh, vertical jumps and broad jumps. Like it, guy's just an absolute animal. 
and it shows up on film too. He's not one of these combine warriors like, you know, John Ross, where he's a one trick pony. No, mm -hmm. Christian Watson can take the ball after catch and he can just truck people. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Christian Watson and, you know, they did attack the offensive side, not with just Watson, but they got Romeo dubs. Who's really not a bad receiver out of Nevada. Like he's the type of guy where he's probably a wide receiver three for them, maybe yeah. a wide receiver two. Um, I mean, offense is kind of what they needed to address. Like, you know, you lose Devontae Adams, so you go out and get a Christian Watson. I think that's a slam dunk. Now, he's not going to be Devontae Adams' chances are, but, I mean, okay. he's still – he, he's, he's going to play that role. He's yeah. going to play that role in that offense. Exactly. That's that's the big thing. And they address, they address the offensive line. I mean, they get uh, Sean Ryan, the tackle out of UCLA. I mean, he's a plotter. Don't really know, like, how that's going to work in their offensive scheme because they run a lot of zone blocking. But, you know, we'll see. I mean – I, I think I can trust them on a uh, tackle in the third round. And then Zach Tom was a really good center for Wake Forest, and they got him in the fourth round. So I think that's kind of – that's a dub in my opinion. I mean yeah. – But, you know, and then obviously Devontae Wyatt. I, I completely forgot about him, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And obviously Quay Walker. Not a fan of Quay Walker, to be completely honest with you. Really? I, yeah, I mean – I, I really felt like that they should have gone with the other linebacker out of Georgia in that spot. Uh, what was his name? The guy that slipped, right? Yeah. He, he slipped to New York, York right? Uh, I think he went to the Giants. Um, yeah. He, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, there must have been some off-field issues because there's no way. I, I think he was so. projected to be like a top, a top 10 player, I think. Yeah, top 10, top 15 guy. He's really freaky athletic. Like I, I'm a big fan of really freaky athletic linebackers. And Walker just – he doesn't do it for me, man. Yeah. Like, I think he a, might be a good player, but we'll see. I think after they picked him too, there were some. It was kind of messed up. I was like, really? Right after he got paid, why are y'all gonna do this? But there were some clips of him being like way out of position yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. in some of the Georgia games. I was like, Ugh. but the only thing I'll have to add to this is I was kind of surprised they didn't pick any corners. I have a buddy who's a big um, Packers fan, and he complains about his corners more than anybody, but almost as much as I complain about the Niners' corners. So that's saying something. Um, right. But, I mean, so, to be fair to the Packers, though, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, both excellent safeties. So, yeah. you know, if Stokes gets beat, you've got Savage on that side of the field more times than not, you're probably okay. But I do understand where he's coming from. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of those he's just tired of seeing Stokes get beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, understandable. But at the same time, Corners are a lot harder to get than people think. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they're like a maybe, 50, they're a fifty percent hit rate in the first round. Exactly, like they're they are there are maybe per year per draft. I guess yeah, that's the same thing. Um, maybe three or four good ones that actually end up hitting. So it's it, it's yeah. just tough. Next yep. team, the I, mm, the this one I, I can't even agree or disagree with the grade. They they give them a B plus. The Texans. I don't. I mean, that, honestly, that just need some love. Like, they I, just I need know. some. Yeah, <laughs> like I couldn't agree more, man. It's one of those. I'm like, I, I honestly don't. They got a bunch of good players. I've, Mechie, I think, is going to be great. Harris is going to be great. Stick. I mean, honestly, their top. How many is that? Five picks. I can't disagree with any of them. I think they're all great players. Um, even top six, Damian Pierce is a dog too. So it's one of those. I'm like, I, they kind of had to fill everything, and they did it. So I mean, B plus, sure, sure. Yeah, I hope it works out. <laughs> I yeah, mean, anything to add to that one? I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I like Mechie as a player. Don't like the fact that he hurt his knee. 
I think yeah. he's got a torn ACL. But I mean, look, if they're taking him in the second round, chances are he's healthy. So exactly. he's or he's going to be healthy. Can't really argue with it. Exactly. Good enough. Next one, the Colts. They have it as wow, PFS being really generous. Another B plus. Okay. Well, I don't I think this is kind of the the same thing for me. It's you know, they they kind of needed some love, but I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you got so Matt Ryan went to the Colts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so I don't, I, I'm looking at all these picks. I'm like, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm like, I don't, that, no one jumps out at me. Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. I mean, he was solid. Um, yeah, he was good. Jelani Woods, tight end. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, I like him too. But there, there's no one that's really ridiculous to me. At least I will say for Matt Ryan's sake. At least someone is building the offense around him because Atlanta never did. Um, <laughs> they did for like two years, and then you know we went to Super Bowl on one, and the other one they're like, well, whatever. All right, this didn't work. And it's like, really, come on, poor guy. Um, so I, I hope the best for that team. Next one up, the Jaguars. Yeah, this is okay. Yeah, they've been. Yeah, PFF gave them a C plus. I don't know what the heck they're smoking down there in Florida, but they have made mistake upon mistake. The only thing I agree, and I don't even agree with their first round pick, but they picked Trevon Walker, which I really love, but he was like a four. He was like yeah. supposed to be number four, not number. How do you not pick Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau at number one? I have honestly I no idea. No um, idea what they were thinking. But, you know, Trevon Walker, he's still going to be a good player. I mean, is he going to be a number one overall? No, he's going to be one of these in, you know, the next three, four years where they're going to be like, oh, blah, 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 redraft. And it's going to be Hutchinson, then Thibodeau, and then, you know, Trayvon Walker will be like 15th or something. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, that's 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 an accurate assessment. It, it, it's going to be one of those. He's he's going to work out, but they're asking a lot. They're asking yeah. a lot. Um, I think that that whole organization is just C+. plus. That's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I um, think that might even be generous, but exactly. you know, I, I, think, I like Devin Lloyd and I like Chad Muma. Those two guys are going to be linebacker mates for a long time at Jacksonville. Yeah, so we're, we're you know solid. See, I think I think a C minus is probably about right for me. Now this one is interesting. I don't, I don't know if I agree. The next team up, the Chiefs, an A plus. Mm, I don't know. I, I will say I like Sky more. Yeah, Sky Moore is a dog. Sky Moore was the highest graded uh, receiver in college football last year by PFF. There's That's no crazy. arguing with that. There is no arguing with that. Sky Moore, solid pick. Solid. The, the other ones now that um, I, I, you know, I always forget his actual name, but now that Honey Badger as he officially went away, I can't remember where he went to. Um, uh, I think he went to. Ooh. I want to say Baltimore almost, but I don't think. Maybe um, let's 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 check this out real quick. Okay, but because they ended up getting rid of him, getting rid of him, and I guess they you know were assuming they were going to, because he had to get paid. I mean, he's he's too darn good not to get paid. Um, right. I'm not upset with their first pick. In edge is the second. I I guess I thought they had a pretty good offensive line already, but okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, you're just because they're already so darn good, it's like you're just adding depth. I mean, you, you don't really 
that's the good thing about being a good team. You don't really have to score on every pick. You know, you're not the Jaguars or the Jets or the Giants where it's like, right. you need at or least three great picks. Right. If Kansas City can get one of these guys to work out, they'll be happy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think George Karloftis, I think he was a solid scheme fit at Purdue. I think that was a big reason why he had the kind of production he did. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance that he could be a decent pass rusher in Kansas City, which is something they've been missing. I think Trent McDuffie is going to be a great scheme fit in that defense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not a, a very big corner, you know, not somebody you're going to expect to be able to really body people up, but like he's a solid zone corner. And I think he can even play a little bit of man depending on who he's playing on. But, you know, so I think they hit their first three picks, yep. which is pretty much your draft. Like exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. So, well, it's to be determined, you know, but <laughs> I, I, I think that, I think that the, Chiefs could absolutely look at this draft and be like, yeah, we did we did well enough to where we can maintain dominance with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> exactly. The, the, I will say the the A plus grade is a little questionable to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely I think, questionable. I think they're taking into account how good the team already is, which I you kind of right. have to. I understand, but sure. in terms of, I, for example, if another team drafted something similar position wise, you know, if another team needed the positions that the chiefs do, which is, you know, next to none, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, would they really get another a plus? Probably, Probably not. not, but yeah. you know, okay, whatever. That's it. It makes sense. The chiefs are already good. They drafted three great players and a bunch of, you know, it might work out. So, who yeah. knows? the Raiders, a B plus, uh, really the only pick here that I can say that I absolutely love is Zamir white. Mm-hmm. Besides that, they didn't have a first or second round pick. I'm assuming that was for yep, that was for the Devonte Adams trade. So yep. I mean, B plus, yeah, taking into account it, even after I just said you can't take into account the team with the trade, blah 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 blah. Taking into account Devontae Adams, yeah, <laughs> so, um, going immediately back on my word. Um, I personally like Dylan Parm. I think he's a great pass blocker out of Memphis. He's a little undersized, mm-hmm. but I mean, come on. What do you, guys. What do you consider undersized? Or what does the league consider undersized? Because I have well, no so for me, anyways, if you're gonna play guard, <laughs> their eight. scheme. If you're gonna play, <laughs> if you're gonna play guard and their scheme, you need to weigh more than 310 pounds. Like, and Parm weighs like he's listed at 310, but oh, he looks okay. like he's 300. Okay. Yeah. You know, Listen like, at three ten weighing in at two ninety five kind of thing. Yeah, like uh, I just don't know, man. But we'll you know we'll we'll see. But I, I think they went about it the right way. Uh, B plus might be a little rich for me. I think it's probably a B. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. It's it's one of those. It's like I mean, nothing nothing's wrong with it. Is what no. I'll say. No, it's just all right. Cool. Next next team up, we got the Chargers. They gave them a B. Um, being honest, no one really jumps out at me. It looks like they kind of had an even mix between um, offense and defense here, which is probably what they needed. They're another team where they're already a solid, they're already a playoff team. Um, right. They don't really need much. They just need depth, and it, it looks like that's what they got. So I know Zion yeah. Johnson, that dude is an absolute animal. Yeah, so I remember he's, he was tearing us up. Yes. Um, he was tearing that's us a, up, that's but, a special player. Zion yeah. Johnson is a special player. No two um, ways about that. JT Woods, he's actually pretty solid out of Baylor. Isaiah yep. Spiller, it, he's a freaking animal. I hope he works out. Um, but so we'll we'll see. 
Um, a B, that's probably about about right. I mean, I I like their I honestly like their draft better than the Raiders, but I mean, you know, yeah, eh. that's true. exactly. We're, we're splitting things. hairs. We're splitting hairs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The Rams. The- <laughs> F them picks. <laughs> it's funny on, on PFF's website. They say day one crickets. It's <laughs> funny, yep. but Love it. their draft grade is C plus. I mean, that, I'd like to say that's harsh, but is it? Really it's really harsh? not. It's I mean, really not harsh. It's not in terms of just pure draft. I, I can't say there's a single player here. Where I'm like, oh yeah. They're all just like, well, they might work out. Yeah, maybe. So I don't, I don't think we really need to go. Yeah, much over I, that. No, not at all. They the, they have a different type of uh, team building strategy. It's trade away your first and second round picks, take all your mid round picks. Hopefully, you hit on them and then get a bunch of UDFA's and let them compete. Yep, camp. Exactly. You know, exactly. So. Hopefully it works out for him. I mean, their team's already solid, and they're going to end up re-signing Odell. They, he said, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's going to re-sign. He likes LA too much. His girl yeah. likes LA too much, so they're, they're staying. Um, the Dolphins at a B-minus with four total picks. I personally, I don't care how good their picks were, which their picks for what they needed are about average. It is kind of weird they're taking a quarterback at round seven. Don't know how I feel about that one. Um, but he's probably cheap, so who cares? And for me, four picks, a B minus. I feel like that. I feel like if you only have four picks, it has to be at least like at top C plus. I mean, you got four picks. That's all you got. <laughs> so, yeah. What are the odds that you hit on even one of those guys? Exactly. Like, and they didn't have a first or second round pick. So it's. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I really, I really don't like it at all to be completely yeah, honest I, with you. I, yeah. There's nothing. Of course, right there. you know, they did go out and get Tyreek Hill. So, exactly. But, so. Uh, you know, the offensive line for them has been such a problem. Yep. And, and they did not address it at all. Not in the draft anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. well, their starting offensive line, just give me, just bear with me for a second. It's going to be Armstead, which we all know he's a stud. Yeah. Eichenberg, who was not great at tackle last year, but I thought they were misplaying him at tackle anyway. Like, dude's clearly going to, was clearly going to be a guard in my opinion. So that's where he's going to play his left guard. And then they have Robert Hunt, who was a solid guard last Robert year. Robert Hunt is a solid guard. Yeah. And then they brought in Connor Williams to play, you know, in free agency along with Armstead. And then they have Austin Jackson, who has not worked out at tackle, to say the least. Yeah. So they, they've got a they, – they basically have a turnstile at right tackle that hopefully they can plug up, but they're not going to do it with Gusecki because yeah. that dude does yeah. not block to save his life. Nope. So good luck to us. Exactly. I hate situations like that, but it's the same thing in Chicago where it's going to end up being the quarterback's problem when it really shouldn't be. But yeah. Yeah. Vikings, they gave them a B. How do you feel? I don't, Mm. I think they're one that's probably, it's probably fair. I mean, I'm looking at them. Lewis sign from Georgia. I think that's how you say it. I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan. He's good. Quarterback from Clemson, Andrew Booth Jr. I really like Andrew Booth. Yeah. I like Andrew Um, Booth a lot. I'm, I, they didn't have any bad picks, really, that I can see. There's no one that I'm like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Um, but it's, you know, it's nothing outstanding kind of thing. So I mean, they so they get rid of Mike Zimmer. So mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, well, they're not going to draft a defensive back in the first two rounds. And then what do they do? 
they draft Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth in the first two rounds. Yes. You know, like <laughs> apparently it wasn't Mike Zimmer that was pounding on the table for those defensive backs. It's just what they do. Yes. <laughs> but they're both studs. So, you know, chances are they're going to hit on one of them because, yeah. you know, 50% proposition on DBs and you're taking two of them and, the, you know, basically back to back. So, like, I think this is this is going to work out pretty well for them. Yeah. And I also like Brian uh, Amasamoa, the linebacker from Oklahoma. I think he's great in coverage. Like, they clearly the intent behind this draft was, hey, we need to fix the pass defense. And yeah. I think they yeah. did that. You yeah. know, I, I honestly think they did that. So, that's good on B. the Vikings. Exactly. B, that's that's for – oh, my gosh. Wow. I don't – okay, now I will say I disagree, I disagree with this grade a little bit, only based on the fact of how nice they've been to some of the other teams. They gave the Patriots a D. Oof. I think that's a little rough. Cole Strange, did he go too high? Yes. Yes, but I still think he's going to start. He's, exactly. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a, a good starter. I don't think he's going to be a bad starter. I think he's going to be a good starter. Exactly. And personally, now this is being biased, but um, if Belichick finds a guard that he likes that he's going to take in the first round, he probably sees something. The dude yeah. has. I don't think there's been a single year that I can remember since I've been alive where I'm like wow the Patriots like line is absolutely atrocious you know no it's always solid it's it's always solid so I'm like you know if you're picking a guard with the 29th overall pick you see something I I completely agree and I think Taekwon Thornton is an absolute animal out of Baylor I think he was one of the more slept on wide receivers going 50th. I feel like that's about where he should have gone, but I don't be surprised if, you know, in the next couple of years, he ends up a $15 million wide receiver. Wouldn't be sure. Absolutely. Um, I think a D is a little harsh because there are other players after that. Yeah. There's no one, there's no one ridiculous, but there's no one terrible either. I mean, everyone's coming from big schools, you know, pretty good conferences. I mean, so I don't. Yeah. For me, don't be surprised if Cole Strange and a combination of um, Chasen Hines and Andrew Stuber end up being staples on their offensive line for the next five years because yep. they do, do an outstanding job of understanding what type of off- offensive linemen work and the offense that they're going to run the next year mm-hmm. and plugging them in and they just play well. So yep. I get it. You know, these guys are late round picks with the exception of Cole Strange, mm-hmm. but believe me these guys are gonna be they're gonna become starters for yep. belichick at least one of those two late round guys is gonna be a starter at some point it's a, and they have good builds already they're on good frames they're yeah, yeah i don't think either of them is undersized is there? they're both no. you know average to above average size so, i mean it, i think yep. a d is harsh i think it probably should Definitely. be closer to like a c plus b minus it's not outstanding but it's it's no. not a d that's no, it's that's not a, it's definitely not a d definitely um, not. For me, I don't think you can. I don't think you can reach on a on a guard to that point where it's like if he's if he's gonna start and you think he's gonna be a solid starter, then I don't think that's a reach unless you exactly. just have other needs and the Patriots don't. It's, it, that's the thing. Like there's there's not much that the Patriots actually need. They needed at least one more wide receiver. Yeah, which to be fair, they didn't exactly address. The, I mean, they got Thornton, but like you know, I don't expect him to be a wide receiver one. No, he's not. He's not going to be a wide receiver one. He's going to be a solid two or three. Um, but I mean, I think he's going to be a solid option. But well, I mean, 
Yeah, we'll see. I, D's harsh though. That's that's what yeah. I say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Saints, um, they've got him at a C plus. I I can't disagree with that, honestly. Chris Olave, I like Chris Olave. Yeah. Dude's an absolutely. animal. I personally think personally he's slightly overrated, but that's kind of just me hating Ohio State, not necessarily Chris <laughs> Olave. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa, he's I think he's gonna end up working out. And then the rest of the guys, it's you know, like they had three other picks besides that. So C plus, fair enough. I mean, for me, I think they kind of missed I think they kind of missed the boat on this. Really? I like yeah, I like Elante Taylor, the mm-hmm. defensive back from Tennessee. I mm-hmm. think he I think he's got a really good chance to be a you know, a cornerback one. Okay. I really like DeMarco Jackson at the linebacker out of App State. And this guy is a he he's something special. I really think he's really? gonna be yeah, I, I think he's something special. I like, have to peep the highlights. Yeah, definitely <laughs> peep the highlights. I, I, I really like him. And then Penning, he's one of the nastiest offensive linemen that I've seen in a long time. Like he's right there with Quentin Nelson when it comes to like mm-hmm. finishing plays. Like this dude finishes plays, and then obviously everyone knows about Alave. I mean, yeah, you know, there's nothing else to be said there. I you know, if if they hit on all four of those guys, like I think that they will. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like, wow, they didn't have a whole lot of picks, but you know, these all four of those guys could get second contracts. That's my yeah. point. Yeah, that's 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 a good way of putting it. And also kind of going off what you were saying at Penning, part of the reason I like him so much is and I thought he was, but reading it again, just reminding myself, he's six seven, three twenty-five. Yeah. Being six seven, like, okay, to put it in perspective, if like my body well no one knows what i look like here but <laughs> if you do my body proportion at like six seven would probably be like 260 <laughs> like so like 325 yeah that is like a good size for an nfl because yeah. i am in no way or shape or form an nfl size so if you no. put 60 pounds on me at yeah. six seven that is a really good weight i do yes. i think they might even put more weight on him potentially but there's no reason to like you said he's a killer I think yeah. if you watch his highlights, you're like, God, bro, calm down. You're yeah. Like, you're yeah. Like, Dude, they, all right. He's, he's got the point, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I, I, that's C plus personally. I still think it's, you know, average, but it sounds like you're thinking more like a B. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a B without without question. The only thing they could have done better is had more picks, but, you know. Yeah. They didn't have more picks, so. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you can only do what you can kind of thing. So the Giants, this is kind of interesting. They have them as a B minus. I actually didn't think the Giants had as bad of a draft as they're saying. Actually, no, I'm looking at it again. No, this was a pretty bad draft. They had Thibodeau at yep. five. Yep. Obviously, I mean, he's going to hit. He's He'll get a second, probably a third contract. Um, Evan Neal out of Alabama, another one, definitely going to get a second, potentially yep. a third. Yep. Uh, Wondell Robinson out of Kentucky. I haven't seen a lot of, but a lot of people like him. I mean, he went 43rd, so maybe. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess B minus maybe. That, uh, I don't uh, see for me, like, obviously, I think they hit on both their first round picks. I mean, yep. there was a lot of, there was a lot of hype about Thibodeau and, oh, does he love football and stuff like that? It's like, mm-hmm. look, guys. He's going to be playing football for the next five years for $35 million. Yep. And then if he pans out to where he's better than like Leonard Williams, who, you know, is not that great in my opinion, mm-hmm. he's going to get $20 million a year. So like, yep. 
I think you're going to be fine with Kayvon Thibodeau at fifth overall. Like, you know, that's just me. And then Evan Neal, that was a slam dunk for the Giants. They were either going to take a quantity or Neal, depending on who was available there at that spot. Yep. You know, I don't like Wandell Robinson in the second round. I like him as a player. Yep. But you slot receivers fair. are dime a dozen, man. I, yeah. There's no reason to take a slot receiver in the second round, especially one that's five foot eight, one seventy eight. Now I get it. You know, we he's a playmaker and and all that stuff. It's like guys, everyone's a playmaker in that. Everyone's world, a playmaker. <laughs> yeah. I hate when people use that. He's a playmaker. It's like that's dog. Me. They're in the NFL. Yeah. Everyone is good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, they they had a lot of picks, so this has this draft has a lot of potential. And they clearly scouted the ACC because they got oh, yeah. Marcus McKinneth and Joshua Ouzier. Mm-hmm. Both of them are UNC offensive linemen, which, I mean, if you watched UNC's offensive line this year, those two guys were not the problem. Yeah. They yeah. they were not the problem. It was, you know, mainly it was the tackles. And, yeah. you know, which actually I think McKinneth did play tackle for them, but that's neither here nor there. He wasn't <laughs> the issue. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's It's to be determined. You know, obviously with all these drafts, but I mean, you know, I do, I do think that they were a bit harsh to the Giants. I, I agree. I think B minus is now. I don't think they were crazy harsh. I think, you know, maybe a B, B yeah. plus. But it's it's one of those. I'm like, I'm not necessarily, especially because just the fact that those first two guys bearing injuries are both going to get second contracts, just based Definitely. on pure potential. Like that. What people don't understand is okay, a second contract is is what after. I think the longest you could make a rookie contract is five years. That's with options, right? That's right. And then obviously so these guys are going to tax, but you know, we're not exactly. worried about the franchise tax. Exactly. So that I'm assuming, you know, franchise tags means you're good enough to get a second, a second contract. contract. Yeah. Um, but so you got to be thinking these guys are coming into play at, you know, around 21, 22 years old. That means they're only 27 at that point. They still, have you know a good five years left in them based on potential and in sports people don't hit their like prime years quote i'm doing quotation marks but people can't see them because this is going to be just audio um (laughs) but people hit their prime years around 27 to 29 like that's typically when you get the best production out of players now it's starting to drift into like 28 to 30 yeah but so you got to be thinking they're like going to be hitting their quote potential prime around that time and even if they haven't lived up to their hype which they both have really high ceilings if they've you know only lived up to 80 percent of it that's still going to be good enough to be a starter level in the league so it's i think b minus is a little harsh it's crazy harsh no but it's solid (laughs) pfs was a little mean to y'all because i thought y'all killed it but the jets they got y'all at an a minus what, what do you want to say about that? I don't I'm, know. I'm going to let you take it over. I don't know what they're smoking. I thought it was <laughs> A plus and that and that's enough. I mean, it, it, there's no there's no other way to put it. Sauce Gardner at fourth overall. I mean, dude didn't give up a touchdown in college. Mm-mm. Let me say that again. Dude did not give up <laughs> a touchdown in college. Like, oh, big deal. He played in Conference USA. I don't care. He didn't give up a touchdown in college. Like, that's ridiculous. It, he's, in, he's honestly – probably the best cornerback I've seen on tape. Stingley went third overall. Can't really blame Houston for it because, like, they weren't going to compete next year anyway. So, like, the fact that Stingley was hurt doesn't really affect them. Yeah, but Sauce is – I bought his jersey, and I, I don't buy say, – I don't, I don't <laughs> buy – I don't buy – Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't just buy people's jerseys. Like, Sauce is, Sauce is a stud. 
Garrett Wilson to me at 10 was the best pick that they could have made. Like a lot of people were jumping up and down for this position, that position. I love Garrett Wilson. I was one of the jumpers. Yeah. (laughs) That dude's a stud. And then, you know, the Jermaine Johnson thing, they, they traded up to get Jermaine Johnson. They used, I think the Darnold, the the pick that they got for Darnold, or it might've been their actual uh, second round pick. I'm not sure, but they used that pick and like a mid round pick to go up and get Jermaine Johnson. Yep. I don't hate it at all. Like there was there was some people that said that the Jets gassed Jermaine Johnson up, saying that like, oh well, we think he's a top ten player to kind of justify a potential trade up for him. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, even if that's the case, like I've looked at Joe Douglas's track record the last two years. He didn't do a great job in his first draft, but he was drafting for different schemes. He was drafting for different coaches. Yeah. They wanted different they, different staffs. They wanted different things. I don't really want to be too harsh on them in that first one. But this past draft, he knocked out of the park. In this draft here, like I, basically, if he has a conviction on a player, I'm going to trust what he has to say because he worked under Ozzie Newsome and he helped build a Super Bowl caliber team in Philly. So, and they yeah, build those yeah. teams through the draft. So it's like That's I don't hate the trade up for Jermaine Johnson. I think he's got the potential to be a ten sack a year guy. That's worth a first round pick and change. Yeah. Brees Hall, he's gonna be your he's gonna be our bell cow at running back. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be our bell cow. We're gonna hand that guy the ball like twenty times a game, and then we're gonna give Michael Carter fifteen carries, and that's gonna be thirty five carries for the running backs. That's gonna be more than enough touches for them. I like Ruckert at tight end. He can he can block really well, and I think he can catch. He didn't get to do it a whole lot at Ohio State, but I mean, I think he can do both, and that's worth a third round pick. And then Max Mitchell. It's a development offensive tackle. Like, you know, what What do you really expect there? Yeah. And, I mean, Michael Clemens, I mean, I honestly think that he's probably going to end up playing interior defensive line, even though he's listed as an edge. <laughs> but, I mean, again, though, he only weighs 260 pounds. So, chances are he's not going to play in- – <laughs> he's, he's not going to play interior this year, but I see him more as like, okay, we're projecting you to put on 15, 20 pounds and to be an interior guy. Yeah. So, I personally think it was an A plus, and I, I really don't know what they're smoking here. I, also, I Bam Knight, UDFA, big big fan. Bam <laughs> oh, Knight, oh yeah, uh-huh. go pack, uh-huh. go pack. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I'm with you. I thought it was an A plus. I'm not sure. What well, I might have to read into why they thought it was an A minus, but I, I personally thought it was awesome. Yeah. Philly, they gave him an A. Um, you know, they got Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, Nicobe Dean. And then Kobe Dean was the linebacker. Yeah, yeah, he was the linebacker that the Packers should have. Tyron Johnson um, and Grant Colcaterra. I mean, they legitimately got three first-round talents in their first three picks. So uh, that's yeah, fair. I mean, an A, yeah. That's – yeah, it's – I mean, how do you not give them an A? You exactly. Know I mean? It's like I think they absolutely killed it. Exactly. That's, so. that's just me. I mean – there's and no, they also got AJ Brown, so yeah, that's well worth the ammunition that they spent. You exactly. Know? I, I'm really hoping this is going to be a, a big year for a lot of quarterbacks in the league. But I'm really hoping, just because I like Jalen Hurts as a human being, he's just such absolutely. A good guy. I hope yep. it works out for him this year. I mean, it, it's sad because a lot of the other quarterbacks, you know, like Tua, Justin Fields, Lawrence, they're in positions where it's like, if the team messes up, it's not their fault, right? If Philly messes up, 
It's absolutely I'm on her. I'm sorry, Jalen. <laughs> this one's on you because that team is stacked now. I mean, yeah, that offensive line is probably the best in football. Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard. Like, come on, man. Yeah. That, like, it, if, yeah. if Jalen can't make it work with that type of supporting cast, dude's not going to make it work ever. Exactly. Exactly. Um, next team up, we got the Steelers. They got them at a B. Plus. Uh, okay, I like their second through fourth pick. I just don't like Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry. I think he's overrated as hell. Um, okay. I Something about – and I, I remember talking to you about this, and you said it's because – I think you said it's like the way – he doesn't have a tight spiral or something. But the way, the way he throws the ball, something it about it – It, it doesn't just, look pretty. It, it does not look pretty, and it looks like it's – it looks like it got tipped every single time he throws it. And it's yeah, I, and it's the hand size. Yeah, like people I, people were talking like, oh, well, you know, he's got small hands and you know it's not gonna work in the NFL. It's like I mean, sure, he doesn't throw a tight spiral, but you look at his PFF grade and then yeah. you look at the film and it's like, okay, yeah, he doesn't look like Joe Burrow at all, but he kind of plays like him. At yeah. least in college he did. Like He's honestly more mobile than Burrow was. I mean, more mobile than Burrow was. But, you know, it's really going to boil down to is he got the arm strength or not? And I don't know if he has the arm strength. Exactly. I I think it'll be interesting to see if if he can have a year or an offseason like Jalen Hurts had this offseason where he puts on like 15 pounds. Yeah. And can get some more arm strength, you know, to where you're throwing it. We're not expecting you to be a Rodgers or Mahomes, you know, where you could throw the full length of a football field and some. Um, and no one can tell me they can't because I bet they could. Um, (laughs) But if if he could throw it, you know, 65-ish yards consistently, that's good enough for, you know, just about any throw you're ever going to make. So For sure. um, But, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to absolutely be on Kenny Pickett this draft. It's going to be did they hit on Kenny Pickett or did they not? And you know what? They're going to know. They're going to know whether or not Kenny Pickett can play in the NFL this year because they've got a solid – They've got a solid skill position group. They can mm-hmm. run the ball as much as they want with Najee. And mm-hmm. their offensive line is rebuilt for the most part. I mean, yep. so, you know, if they don't – if Pickett if Pickett doesn't throw more touchdowns than interceptions this year, you're probably going to move on from him. I agree. And I that's 100% harsh. 100% agree. It is harsh, but it – You know, I, day, I this NFL, not exactly, for long. Exactly. Exactly. Not for long, <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't wish bad upon anybody. Um, so, I hope Pickett does well. But he is definitely another play, which is sad to say, you know, going into his first season. But at the bare minimum, like you said, he has to throw more touchdowns than interceptions, especially when you're not only do you already have that insane core, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to end up probably. Exactly. You got Johnson and Claypool, and then you're adding George Pickens, which is one of like the meanest wide receivers. <laughs> he is just, I mean, he is a good old, like, I don't think he was raised in Atlanta, but like, dude, he, he plays like he was raised in South yeah. Atlanta. Like, I mean, yeah. he, I've, as someone who's been to a couple of those, you know, high school games where we play South Atlanta teams, it's like, mm-hmm. nah, dude, those wide receivers will straight up fight you in the middle of the game. And that is how Pickens, Pickens plays. So yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah. The, it, if Kenny Pickett can't make it, come together then not yeah I, I don't know i don't know yeah. the next team up um oh God, the 49ers um a b i 
I personally was not a huge fan of our draft. I'm not going to lie. We, why we picked up another edge with our first pick, I don't know. I think we just picked up best player at the draft at that point. I mean, we didn't have a first-round pick. We only had a late second-round pick. So I guess that was a thought process there. I was hoping we were going to get a wide receiver quicker. Um, but we ended up getting Danny Gray from SMU. And from what I've seen – Yeah. Um, he can play. He yeah, can he, play. It, the only thing with him is he <laughs> – and it, some people are going to hate me for saying this, but to me, he seems very much like not, not quite a Debo because Debo is very much a different kind of player just because he's so absurdly strong. Right. Um, but in terms of his hands, they're very much like Debo's where he catches mm. a lot of the ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, the ridiculous yep. catches, but the ones that hit him in the hand, <laughs> just, he just doesn't catch. So I, we need another Ayuk. I am a huge <laughs> fan of Ayuk. I still think Ayuk is our best, like pure wide receiver in terms of hands and technical ability. Right. Um, but she I was think, in Shanahan's doghouse. Exactly. Tell me how that happened. Yeah, I don't. I, I, who knows? Who knows? But it's weird because like everyone for the Niners knows that Ayuk is the best um, wide receiver, but Debo is the best player, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm not going to argue the fact that Debo is our best offensive player by far. It's not even close. Right. Understood. But yeah, this draft, I'm, I'm not really sure what we were doing. Brock Purdy in round seven. I actually don't mind. Normally I would hate that, but I assume the plan is we're going to get rid of Jimmy and Purdy will be, a um, whatchamacallit, a backup to Lance. So, Sure. I, I don't hate it. Purdy's not – I think he's got some of the skills, and I think he he could be a solid backup. I like him more than, you know, Mullins and the guys we've had over the past couple of years. So, yeah, not a set with that. It's just It was just a weird draft for us. I was like, I'm not really sure what exactly we need. I personally thought we needed more corners, so I was pissed we – our first one was in round five. That yeah. was really the only thing. I remember telling you a million times. I was like, if yeah. we pick up a corner with our second or third round pick, I'll be happy. Done. And then we yeah. didn't go till fifth. And I was like – yeah kidding me man so i didn't i didn't really understand that either i mean we ended up getting two one out of toledo and one out of penn state but i a b i personally think and i'm i'm always harsh on my teams so i think that's probably a little too generous um but that's just because i really thought we needed a corner so i we'll see i i hope it works out um I still don't exactly know why we picked up Drake Jackson. He's a great player. He's a great. Yeah. Um, he's a great pass rusher. Exactly. Great pass rusher. But I just, not what we need. Not when we're about to pay Bosa and all these guys. So I, yeah. our line's not going anywhere. Nope. <laughs> so I don't, I don't get it. And he's not about to slot in for any of them. You can't tell me he's about to slot in for Bosa, who had like the third best stats in every single category. And some of them first best in every single category somehow it was still not you know <clears throat> yeah it really it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to take Drake Drake Jackson when you currently have D Ford now you know hey. D, D Ford didn't play great last year when he was on the field but Mm-mm. you're paying him a lot of money but D Ford the thing is he's still a good player he just had he had an off year he really hadn't had a terrible year for us and it's bound for those people don't understand that a lot of fans don't, and I feel like you and I always say are more realistic fans um, but a lot of fans don't understand the fact that not only are like, you know, a good season 
a great season is very difficult to have. But the hardest thing about being a professional athlete that I would say, obviously, I've never been one. So, you know, who knows? But I would say it's got to be consistency. Definitely. Guys like Aaron Donald, guys like Mahomes, guys like Brady, like they're anomalies. Being legitimately almost perfect every single year is just not realistic. You can't expect that out of players. So for someone like D Ford, who, you know, didn't have a great year, definitely cost us a couple plays. I, I wasn't too upset with because I was like, look, it was bound to happen at some point, especially for a defensive player. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, with an offensive player, it's a lot easier to, you know, if you get one touchdown versus one sack, in the grand scheme of the game, which one's more important? It's always going to be the touchdown. Definitely. So, you know, offensive player, they could not catch anything and then catch one 70, you know, 70-yard touchdown. And, woohoo! oh, my God, he had a great game. It's like, no, he had a pretty terrible game. He just had yeah. one good, pe- like, catch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I don't – I think they were being a little nice. I think it probably should have been, like, a C-plus. But, you know, okay, whatever. The Seahawks. I, yep, Seahawks. Seahawks are giving them an A-minus. I mean, I love Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. He was mm-hmm. the best pass blocker in, in the whole draft, and there's no arguments with that at all. And, I mean, you know, granted the Seahawks traded away Russell Wilson, so yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not going to win games this year. Yeah. But, I mean, it's all it's not a bad way to start a rebuild with a safe offensive tackle that, you know, there's an 85% chance that he's going to be – your left tackle for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know? that's, like, that's a good way of putting it. That's a great way to build. Now I don't love Kenneth Walker as a running back in the second round. I love Kenneth Walker, the player. I, I don't love say, him to like, the Seahawks. I don't yeah. love him to the Seahawks because of rebuilding. I mean, you yeah, really think that that's... you really think that you're going to win with Kenneth Walker as your running back when you don't have a quarterback. Like, yeah, that's I'm good. not saying you take a quarterback in that <laughs> spot. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is you don't take a running back because a running back does you no good if you don't have a pass game. Yeah, but, that's that's very true. You know, but I mean, Booyah Mafe, dude can play. Tyreek yeah. Smith, in my opinion, that dude can play as well. They got they got two edge rushers, one a hundred picks apart. That I feel like <laughs> one of those two guys is going to be a solid edge rusher. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then obviously Tyreek Woolen, everybody knows about him because he's this freak athlete that ran some like four three three. Uh, 40 of the combine, or maybe it was in the four twos. I'm not sure, but that dude, if he can figure out how to not cause penalties, like be really grabby with his hands, he could be mm-hmm. a really, really good corner. Like him and Kobe Bryant both could be like a quarterback or corner one, corner two type deal where it's like, hey, you've got this side of the field, I got this side of the field, and that cover three defense. Like, yep. I honestly think that they did a good job with like, I like acquiring players, which I generally like. Mm-hmm. But to me, I I can't get past the fact that they went running back in the second round and they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's – who is you know, their quarterback this year? That's the thing. Like, nobody really knows. Like, I, I want to say they're going to – I gonna guess. I mean, Baker or, um, right now, Drew Locke is number one on the death chart. But it's like, you really want to run, run it back with Drew Locke? Like, I mean, I say run it back, like, as in – he hasn't played with them yet, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. you really want that guy to be your starting quarterback and you think you're going to win games in that division. I, well, here's like, the they're thing. definitely rebuilding. Well, exactly. That's, that's kind of what I was about to say. Like you, you look at that division, which I will still say, obviously I'm biased, but I still think is the hardest division in 
football. It's either that or the North. It's either it's either the yeah. NFC West or the AFC North. It's one yep. of those two divisions. Yep, I would agree. Um, but I mean, you look at the teams; they're not going to beat out. I mean, we we just smack them every year, so you know they're right. not going to be this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're um, they're definitely not going to beat the Cardinals. They're not going to beat the Rams. So I think I think the thought here is. Like we said for one of the earlier teams, I can't remember which one. It's just adding pieces. The Lions. The Lions. Yeah, the Lions. That's what it is. It's just yeah. adding pieces. And now we have different thoughts about taking running backs early. I, if I was a GM, I would be terrible about this. I'd be like running back first pick every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but also, I'm a Niners fan where you know we only pick running backs, um, and they always hit. But also, we never pick them early. So exactly, I, that's that's my whole point. It's like, it's like that's in, what I'm saying. <laughs> you can wait on that position for a long time and get a decent one. Yeah, that's, you know that's true. That's that's very true. And it's not like you know <clears throat> Seattle's running back coach is bad. No, like they, they they have great running back development in Seattle. I don't remember the last time they had a terrible running back. So. I completely agree. The biggest issue they've had with the running back position is you know they haven't had depth. Which say, oh well, that's why they went in the second round. No, if you're having issues with depth, you just grab you grab like three of them in the sixth, seventh, and exactly. the sixth and seventh round. That's what you do. Exactly, you do the Niners policy. Exactly, drives me bonkers, <laughs> but then they always hit. So I, you know, I don't get too mad. Um. Right. Do they still have Chris Carson? Just a quick second. Yeah, I think I think they do. Okay. That'll be an interesting team. Hmm. Um, yeah. All right, the next one up, we got the Bucks. They gave them a B. What, what do you feel about this one? I, I honestly do not recognize a single player on this team. So I'm really not <laughs> sure exactly who's calling the shots in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what do you I mean? would like, – Are you saying like GM, owner, or Brady? Yeah, like I, <laughs> so, I have no idea, to be completely honest with you. Well, you know I, Brady's got his hand in there. Which I think not. is why they went offensive tackle in the second round out of Central yeah. Michigan. That guy, uh, Godeke, mm-hmm. I remember watching I remember watching him some, and the dude can play. Like I felt like he should have definitely gone over the tackle that went to uh, um, Dallas. What was his name? Smith. Like I, I didn't understand like how they – like how they went with Tyler Smith out of Tulsa when he was on the when Gedicky was on the board. Like I, I just don't understand how you get to that. But you know, I I don't think it's Todd Bowles calling these shots, to be completely honest with you, because mm-hmm. Todd Bowles would have been pounding his hand on the table for more defensive backs. Not that the defensive backs that they have in Tampa are bad, but yeah, I mean they yeah. lost they, they lost Jordan Whitehead to the Jets and it's like Who's going to come in and play strong safety? You know, like that's a big deal in that Todd Bowles defense, you know? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what they decide to do. Now, maybe they filled that hole in free agency. Uh, well, they're, pl- they're playing Logan Ryan at strong safety. So I guess, eh, all right, you know, okay. But still, to me, I would have felt like they would have they would have gone with at least one, one defensive back fairly early because yeah. – you know, if it was up to me, I probably wouldn't have wanted to have paid uh, Carlton Davis the kind of money they gave him. I was pretty surprised about that one. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, so. But, oh, well. But, yeah, I mean, I, I guess a B is okay. But, exactly. Yeah. That's it's kind of where I'm at. When you have Tom Brady, you got to go all it's, in. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, second to last team we got here, we got the Titans. They gave them a B plus, and I will say, I actually this might be one of the only ones that I 
outright. I'm like, yeah, that's I agree. B plus. That's probably solid. What do you think? Um, I love Traylon. I love Traylon Burks. He's an outstanding wide receiver. There's been some questions about whether or not he can actually handle the ball or not, but I don't really care. You get that guy the ball. You get that guy the ball, and he's going. He's going to make people miss. Like he's the yeah. type of guy you can send on jet sweeps, and he's just going to cause havoc. So yeah, that's true. I mean, I like Roger McCurry, the corner out of Auburn. That. A crazy stat about McCreary. I'm looking at it right now. He's got 29 and a half inch arms, which is a sixth percentile market yeah. position. That is absurd. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not ideal, right? But like he's probably not playing on the outside. Like he's probably gonna be their slot guy. And you say, Oh, why would you take a slot guy in the second round? Well, I mean, let's think about this for a second. Who did the Jags just give twenty million dollars? Christian Kirk. Okay, yeah, so you clearly don't to, you don't have to worry about Christian Kirk putting up crazy yards in you every game. No, <laughs> so I still. God, I. St- I mean, we talked about this. That sorry, I'm cutting you off for a second. Okay. That freaking trade must have been the owner said, "Look, I want someone who could be a top thirty receiver." And they said, "All right." And they said, "How much do we want to pay him?" He said, "Twenty million." They said, "Cool, we got you the thirtieth best receiver." <laughs> like, you know, and it's one of the I. I I like Christian Kirk as a receiver. I think he's solid, but he is never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever a twenty million a year guy. No, no I'm sorry. No, definitely, no. Definitely I mean not. he's maybe. I'd probably the max I'd pay him would be like twelve. I yeah. and I said this. I would pay Rondell Moore today twenty yeah. million over him. I would pay Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> over him. I would bring Shannon Sharp off of undis off of undisputed and pay his ass twenty million. Like then no. Sorry. No, that that one was just, I remember seeing that trade and I closed my, like closed the notification on my phone, opened up the app and was like, I must've seen that wrong. I was like, there's there's no way. Definitely. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. I get you up. Yeah. But you know, they got Malik Willis in the third round. Like there's a solid chance that that dude can end up being a really good quarterback. You know, he just needs to figure out his accuracy issues, but I mean, bro, let's be honest here for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, they could run Malik Willis. They they could run, like, a Lamar Jackson type of run game package with him in Tennessee with the way their offensive line plays, and yep. they wouldn't have any issues at all on offense. Like, oh, yeah. even if Malik Willis threw for a completion percentage of, like, 55%, which, you know, is just bad. But yeah. – if he didn't turn, if he didn't turn the ball over and they ran the ball forty times a game with him and Henry and then they give Burks the ball in jet sweeps, like you could tear teams a new one with that. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. You know, he's not gonna play quarterback this year. He's not gonna be the starter anyway. You know, that's gonna be Tannehill again. They're gonna run play action pass and, and do all that good stuff that they that they always do. But mm-hmm. I mean, look out for Malik Willis potentially getting a chance to start in the next couple of years, especially if Tannehill has a bad year. I agree. I think Quick note on this one. I think that I don't think Tennessee was ever planning on getting Willis. No, he just fell to him. I was going to say, I think he just kind of ended up there and where they were like, well, you know, we may as well take him. And I think what they're going to end up doing is a situation similar to an Alex Smith and a Kaepernick mm-hmm. or uh, also an Alex, poor Alex Smith, Alex Smith <laughs> in a Mahomes where they're just going to have the vet, the very accurate vet that mm-hmm. really has nothing crazy about them. 
but they're just very accurate, consistent, good technically yep. that teach the dual threat quarterback how to actually be more consistent. And I think, right. I think if, like you said, Malik Willis, if he could get his percentage up to 65 even. Yeah, if he can um, get to 65. He would, he would be great starting yeah. level, but I yeah. mean, he needs to aim more for like 68. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see on that one. I'm not B plus. That's, yeah, I, I like that. I like that one. Definitely. That uh, has the potential for A plus. That, that draft has the potential A plus because they got Malik Wilson in the third round. Great. And this one, oh, this, this last one, the commanders, I personally thought this was one of the worst. <laughs> like, <laughs> worst ones. I, Jahan Dotson might be the only pick here that I actually – well, I, I kind of like Mathis. But besides that, like, I'm really not a huge fan of Brian Robinson um, out of Alabama. Percy mm-hmm. Butler I actually do like out of Louisiana. He's solid. Sam Howell, I – okay, you know what? Now that I'm reading these names again, I'm like, actually, these aren't too bad. Um, Sam Howell out of North Carolina, I think – He's an interesting one because I really didn't think he was that great until he played NC State. And although we won that game, he was yeah. tearing us apart with his legs. Oh, um, yeah. So, I I don't know. C-plus might be about average. I probably would have given it closer to like a C, C-minus. But, you know, yeah. it's nothing great, nothing bad. I think that team is another one that just needs some love. So, Right. We'll, I mean, we'll I think that the, obviously Jaha Dotson is going to be their starting slot receiver like yeah that's and he's probably good for 800 to 1200 yards this year which is a big range like don't get me wrong but like i think his floor <laughs> is 800 yards like okay. i, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. His floor. you know and then obviously you go you go back into sam howell it's like okay he was projected to be a first round pick going into the year and then oh unc lost their two best running backs and their best wide receiver yep. oh and by the way their offensive line wasn't that great so yep. Yeah, it makes Sam Howe look really bad. So exactly. I feel like he has the potential to be – I think Sam Howe's a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky ever was. That's just I me. agree. I 100% agree. But, like, you know, Trubisky goes in the top three picks. I think he was, like, the second overall pick to the Bears six years ago, whatever that was. And Sam Howe goes in the fifth round. So, like, you know, to me, I feel like if – Washington can build an offense around Sam Howell, which to me that's going to have to mean that you have to really commit to building the offensive line, which, I mean, Cosme was good last year as a rookie tackle. Try Turner, again, average, above average. Like, that's solid. And then Trace Rullier was, like, top five center. Mm-hmm. And then you have Norwell, who's average. And then you go into left tackle with Lanou Jr., like – they have they have some they they've got one of the better offensive lines. So it's like yeah. okay, we're gonna play with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is going to do Carson Wentz things, which means he's gonna either have an MP, MVP caliber season. You're gonna make the playoffs and potentially go to a Super Bowl, or he's gonna play like he did with the Colts last year, and you're gonna be trotting Sam Howe out there. And hopefully, fingers crossed, he plays like a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. I wasn't upset with the Sam Howell pick at all. I think he's like you said, he kind of was a victim of the team kind of thing, Definitely. Um, which poor guy. I don't and he know. wasn't asked to do a whole lot at that Chapel Hill from the standpoint of reading mm-hmm. defenses, which is going to hurt him this first season. If he does get a chance to play like that yeah. offense, they ran at UNC was RPO go, go ball base. So it's like, okay, we're going to either hand the ball off to a running back or Sam's going to tuck it, 
look for a guy streaking down the field. <laughs> and then if he's not open, he's just going to take off. And like yeah. that, that was their offense. Yeah. You know? that, oh God. It was so annoying. And it was just him taking off. I think he had the most rushing yards on their team against us. Which oh yeah. So he did. Yeah. But, definitely. All right. Well, that, that wraps up the first topic. I know I had stated that we were going to go over three, but this has already been kind of long. So we're going to cut it to two because the last one is pretty quick. So the World Cup host cities for 2026. And for the people that don't know, it's going to be hosted in North America. So that's going to be Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. So they actually just came out today. So I just want, you know, to get your thought real quick, Gabe, if you could go visit one of the cities to watch a game, and you can ask me a question about which one has the nicest stadium, I think, and I'll answer. But if you could watch a game in any of them, which one would it be? Okay, let me name them off. There's there's a couple of them, so get ready. All right, so we got Atlanta, we got Boston, we got Dallas, we got Guadalajara in Mexico, we got Houston, Kansas City, L.A., Mexico City in Mexico, obviously, Miami, we got Monterrey in Mexico, uh-huh. New York slash New Jersey. We got Philly, San Fran, Seattle, then Toronto, Canada, and Vancouver, Canada. If you could pick one city where you would like to see the game, uh, like a World Cup game, which one would it be? I have a feeling that it would probably be – the atmosphere would probably be the best in like either Mexico City just because, I mean – there's a good chance. There's a good chance that Mexico could actually be competitive in the World Cup, whereas like just about everywhere else in North America, our men's soccer program is not very good. So, yeah. and you know, as Americans, like we put all of our eggs in the football basketball basket, mm-hmm. whereas in Mexico, like the best athletes, generally speaking, play soccer. So yeah, they're cool. more they're more behind it. So I think it would probably if I if I'm not thinking about anything else other than just mm-hmm. the environment that I would be watching the game in, mm-hmm. I'd probably have to say Mexico City. But I do right. care about the venue, the quality of the venue. So in your opinion, what do you think give me the top 3 venues that Top 3 venues I would yeah, say. Okay. Three. So well, they haven't Okay, I will say in terms of just the soccer venues because I bet they're going to end up it's the World Cup. They're going to end up yeah. playing these in the big stadiums and the football right. stadiums anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Mexico City, they have a really nice venue. I okay. would probably say theirs is – I'll put them at two because right. I think Atlanta out of that list, I mean, they have the newest one. I think it's the right. I was surprised that Vegas wasn't in here and that they're not – I Yeah, the fact that you didn't say Vegas um, didn't kind of surprise me. But I think what happened there is because they released this bid. Typically, they release them like 10 years in advance. Mm-hmm. So I bet they just – that wasn't even on the works yet um, probably. Or in the works. Yeah. Um, it probably came the next year. And then another stadium that's actually really nice is uh, Toronto's and Vancouver's. So I'd probably say it's Atlanta, then Mexico city. And then probably say Toronto, just cause access is really easy. Um, okay. But that, that's what I would say. It's funny that you said the, so the U S team. Yeah. We're, we are overhyped is what I'll say. We're getting there. We're not even I, close. We do have a w- one world-class player that I that I remember of. There is there is one really, really Pulisic, good player. Yeah, yeah Pulisic. Yeah. Which personally, you know, I'm obviously a bigger soccer fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, I actually think he's our second best player. Well, we can talk about that another time. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like you said, atmosphere, I think if I had to choose, 
I would probably pick Mexico City just because I cannot imagine. I mean, that stadium is also, if I remember correctly, let me look it up. Um, but it's actually kind of old too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the funny thing about old stadiums is it happens all the time in Argentina. And so, yeah, so it's called the Aztec Stadium capacity is 88,000 and opened in 66 and they've just done yeah so i mean it's an old stadium but they've done renovations so you know it's it's still got the old stadium look but it also um has some of the newer stadium vibes but the cool thing about old stadiums is because of the way they were built and they weren't built with as much like huge steel a lot of them were just more concrete based Mm -hmm. um is that if you've ever seen old stadiums how they get the concrete to be together while also making sure because what people don't understand is if you build an entire concrete stadium like all the way around Mm -hmm. the moment you start jumping and start putting all that weight and that stress on the concrete it would just crack and break right yeah so what they do to combat that is every couple sections and they still they still do this in stadiums because you have to but nowadays a lot of it is reinforced with steel when Mm -hmm. back then it it kind of was but they just weren't able to make the I-beams as big as they are now. I mean, right. now you can have I-beams that are like not miles long, but I mean, you know, a couple thousand feet. I mean, they're yeah. huge now. Yeah. Um, but so what they do is they put this weird like fo- concrete foam stuff where the stadium can literally shake. Yeah. And it, it shakes in place. So at stadiums like this that are older, when you jump and stuff, the stadium, you can literally see it like shake. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. imagine, especially if there's a game of the Mexico now, if they're somehow, which I can't remember, I'd have to check the groups again, but if it could be Mexico versus the U S in that stadium, I cannot oh, yeah. imagine yeah. what it would look like there. That would be insane. But yeah, that those were our topics for today, everybody. I hope, uh, hope everyone enjoyed hearing us talk and, you know, I hope everyone realizes Gabe definitely knows more about sports than I do. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I try to introduce the topics and just stir up a conversation. And it, it was nice talking to you all. And we'll see you all next episode. Peace yeah, out man. for me. Peace.